welcome back to the Unfolding Podcast, where we unfold the truth of God's Word together to know Him more. I'm your host, Katie, and I am so glad that you are here. I hope you all have been having a great couple of weeks since the last episode. I have to apologize again because my voice is yet again crackly and congested sounding because we are sick again. I heard that that's just what happens at this age that my children are and especially combined with this time of year. So I'll probably sound like this until next summer. So I may not apologize anymore because this is probably just my voice for the rest of the year and we're just gonna accept it and deal with it. (laughs) Um, I'm so glad you're here, but again, like I said, we are dealing with sickness. We, um, got sick again. (laughs) Wow, I'm struggling. I'm not gonna re-record this because I don't know if I will have a chance to finish this episode because one of my children is not napping well this week and waking up early. So it's kind of a gamble of whether or not he'll sleep until his normal time or if he'll wake up early again. And I just need to get this done. So I apologize for all the randomness. Because of the sickness we've been dealing with yesterday, I was down and out. And I was up a lot with one of the kids um that night before and I didn't get much sleep and then like it was like the peak day of sickness for me so I was sick on top of not sleeping well and it was just a really hard day and then somebody woke up from their nap way too early and I didn't get the chance to get anything done and usually the day before I record the podcast I spend that afternoon planning it and like writing a little script kind of outline to follow so that my thoughts are succinct and to the point and I did not get to do that. (laughs) So today's episode is a pivot pivot from what we had originally planned on doing last week or last episode sorry. I told you guys that we were going to talk about navigating postpartum depression and anxiety with the Lord in a healthy way. Um Because that's something that's near and dear to my heart and I feel like it could help a lot of mamas. However, I didn't get the the chance to plan out that episode fully um, and I want to do it justice. It's a really important topic and I want to make sure it's a good episode, well thought out, with lots of actual helpful information from scripture and I didn't get the chance to put that together. So we're not going to talk about that today. We'll do that uh, sometime in October, but not today. Today, instead, we will be talking about motherhood and self-care and the truth about self-care. That's what today's episode is about. And I still didn't get to plan this episode um, because I didn't have the time, but I still wanted to get an episode out. And this is something a little bit simpler to talk about. And I already have a lot of thoughts put together in my head about this topic um so this episode might be a little bit scattered a little bit crazy 
but hopefully it's still a good episode and hopefully you learn something from it <laughs> and uh yeah but before we get into that let's jump in and share my lesson my gratitude and the verse of the week All right, so my gratitude for this week is, oof, I don't know. There's so many things to be grateful for. I'll just list them. I'm thankful for community. I'm thankful for rest. I'm thankful for my spouse who does so much to take care of me and our kids and our home. I'm thankful for this iced coffee I have. I'm thankful for feeling better after being sick. I'm thankful for the orange pumpkins growing in the garden right now at our house. I'm thankful for the cloudy weather today and the cool weather. And I'm thankful for the leaves starting to turn on the trees outside already because it's almost fall. Or if you're like me, it is fall. I'm thankful for something to look forward to in October. I'm going to go see my best friend after over a year. and I'm looking forward to that. I'm thankful for so many things today. I just have a thankful heart. And um, those are the things I'm thankful for. (laughs) I'm not thankful for one big specific thing today. I'm just thankful for a lot of little things. Um, Friends. Some friends who come alongside you and encourage you and cheer you up. I'm thankful for that too. My lesson for this week. Okay, guys. Oof. I was thinking about this while I was making my coffee before I started this episode because I cannot do anything without a cup of coffee. Like I don't like leaving my house without a coffee to sip on. I don't like sitting down to read my Bible without a coffee to sip on. I don't like writing without a coffee to sip on. Um, so while I was making said coffee... I was thinking about what is my lesson this week? What have I been learning? And here's what it is. Um, I mean, there's so many things. I've also I've I've been learning um, a lot of um, endurance, I guess you would call it, or just like um, yeah, endurance. Like I feel like that's what the season is going to be full of for me. Uh, in, in regards to like just it being cold and flu season and having kids and also not having a very strong immune system. I, I get sick a lot and easily normally. Um, and being sick and taking care of sick kids is a lot of patience and a lot of endurance. It takes a lot of, okay, I don't feel good, but I'm going to get up and I, I got to take care of my kids anyway. And I got to do the dishes anyway because if I don't do the dishes after breakfast we won't have clean things to eat lunch off of you know and so I, th- I think I'm learning endurance right now and I feel like that's going to be the theme for um, maybe till December maybe till next March <laughs> we'll see um, but my main lesson that I've been learning I think is being secure and I've always been a fairly confident person there was a brief time in adolescence where I was not very confident in myself and who I am um 
but pretty much since I was 16, I've been a a pretty confident person, pretty self-assured. I'm not easily embarrassed. Um, I felt like I had a decent personality, you know, probably a lot of pride with the confidence. And then the, the pandemic hit and I like got put into a little bubble and being a stay at home mom, I stayed in that bubble longer than maybe I would have otherwise. And while I felt confident inside my bubble, now my bubble is popped and I've been around so many more people that are just good, great people to be around. And they do not make me feel this way. It's all all my own issues. But I just find myself now that I am around people in the past like two months, honestly, I've found a group of people to be around and friends to be around and people to to get to know and hang out with a community I just find myself constantly second guessing myself and my personality like things like um oh my gosh (laughs) did I talk too much or am I annoying was that rude if I don't do if I dress if I wear this that even though it's my favorite thing to wear and I feel confident in it, are they going to think of me differently? (laughs) You know, like, are they not going to want to hang out with me? Or like, if I don't make it to this thing, are they going to forget about me and not want to be around me anymore because I'm easy to cut out or like silly things that don't actually make sense and that are not true. I've just been struggling with feeling secure and I've been having to remind myself verbally out loud I'm com- I am who I am. <laughs> like I am the way God made me and that's good enough, you know? I'm good enough as as I am. I don't have to conform to other people's ideals or styles to be liked. I can be liked because God created me in his image and he created me with this personality, with these looks, this style. And I can be confident in that despite what anybody else thinks of me. And the funny thing is nobody has ever made me feel that way. Nobody's ever said or done anything that would make me think that. It's just all in myself. And I've just been having to douse myself in the truth that I have the Holy Spirit living in me. And that's enough. That the fruit of the Spirit that He is producing in me is enough for him you know it doesn't matter nothing else about my personality matters more than that and I that's just something I'm working on right now and sorry for being out of breath I can't breathe through my nose um this week our verse is psalms 62 2 and I am working on memorizing this verse in my personal time, but I'm going to look it up to make sure I get it absolutely correct. It is Psalm 62, 2. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be greatly shaken. I read this. I read a psalm every morning in addition to whatever else I'm reading. And I saw this verse and it like this passage repeats I shall not be shaken multiple times 
and it just really stuck out to me i shall not be greatly shaken why because god is my rock he alone is my rock he's my salvation he's my protector and because of that i cannot be shaken especially like in a wild time like a time of sickness it's like i don't have to be shaken and frazzled and come unraveled because he is my salvation and my fortress and it was just such an encouragement to me and i hope it's an encouragement to you let's get into talking about the truth about self-care in motherhood i'm gonna do my very best to not ramble and be long-winded but as the past few minutes of this episode has exemplified, I'm not great at that. So let's talk about self-care in motherhood. Um, where to start? So it's kind of a trend right now to, to really talk about moms need self-care. And, you know, I see constantly, you can't pour from an empty cup and a shower is not self-care and going to get groceries alone is not self-care you need actual self-care and it's always kind of rubbed me the wrong way and um i follow somebody on youtube and instagram and i love her i think she's such a great person she loves the lord it's very clear that she does in her life um and she's a great person, super kind and encouraging. But she said something in one of her recent YouTube videos. And I'm not going to say who it is because I do genuinely like her. But this just this one thing I disagreed with. She said something about how like taking a shower is not self-care. It's a necessity. And it just rubbed me the wrong way when she said it like that. Because I was like, hold on talk about American privilege and I'm saying this for myself I am a privileged American because there are women in South America Central America Asia Africa Eastern Europe who do not get to take showers ever because they don't have running water and to them that is not a necessity because if they use their water to shower, they don't have anything to drink with, you know, to drink. They don't have water to drink. Um, and I was just like, wow, we in the United States, especially because that's where I live, are so privileged that we get upset that having children means that sometimes we skip a shower sometimes skip a shower can i emphasize that we all still get to shower <laughs> you know we all still have good hygiene um sometimes we have to skip a shower because someone's crying um or not sleeping and that is that is a privilege to be able to go turn on the faucet and have a rush of clean drinkable water to bathe in to wash our hair with you know where people don't have access to running water at all 
much less clean water to drink. And I was just like, you know, I think we're approaching this whole self-care and motherhood thing completely wrong. You know, I, when I was a a new mom, I, I jumped on the train. I was like, oh my gosh, I have to take a shower. I have to do this. And the reality is, is one, that is not the self-care that we need. We think that's the self-care we need, but it's not. That is not actually what we need. We don't need to go get our nails done or get a massage or, you know, we don't even need to sit in silence. It's nice to sit in silence sometimes. But that's not the kind of self-care we need. Um, I was, I'm reading through the Gospel of Matthew right now. I want to read through all four of the Gospels. But I started with Matthew. And I like to take my scripture reading at a decent pace. You know, I don't say I need to read this whole Gospel in one sitting. I probably could. But I like taking a chapter at a time so I can digest the chapter and really think about it and and not rush through it. And, um, you know, the gospels are about the life of Christ. And, you know, I saw, I'm on chapter 10 of Matthew right now. And I saw so much of motherhood that reflects Christ likeness naturally without even trying. It reflects who Christ was in and of itself. And, I was kind of mind blown and I encourage you to go and read one of the gospels and just as you read, make comparisons to the things moms do to the things Christ did. And I'm not saying like we're better than anyone because we reflect Christ in this way, but I think we need to look at Christ as the example of how to be good moms. We always pull out Proverbs 31, which is a great passage to learn from and to use as an example of being a godly woman and mother and wife and home take home, home, what is the word? Homemaker. That's the word. Um, Proverbs 31 is great for that, but we also, as Christians, it's in the name, are to look at Christ and model ourselves after him and what he did in his life. And I just want to talk a little bit about that in regards to self-care in motherhood. When you read the Bible, when you read the Gospels, I mean, the thing that's been blowing my mind about Christ is that he did not stop. When his ministry started, he did not stop until he was done on the cross. Well, even then, he wasn't done yet. He came back and spent another, like, what is it, 40 days and 40 nights back with the disciples, back ministering before he ascended into heaven. Um, to be seated at the right hand of God. He did not stop. If you read the Gospels, the moment Jesus starts ministering, it's like he did this, he healed these people. And then he went to this place and he healed these people. And when he came down from there, he healed these people. And as he was on his way to this other place 
people followed him and he healed them and he taught them as he was on his way from place to place. So even if he was in Galilee and going to Nazareth or, you know, that's just a random example. He was ministering in Galilee as he walked to Nazareth with his disciples. Other people would throng to him and follow behind him and ask him for healing and he would teach them before he even got to his next destination. He did not stop. When he was on the ship in the Sea of Galilee, in the storm, taking his first nap of whatever, you know, finally resting, the disciples couldn't hold on long enough. They didn't even have enough faith to hold on and let him sleep. Nope. They went, rushed into where he was sleeping and said, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. And he was like, you of little faith. And then he said, peace and calm the storm. If you can't agree that that is sounds like motherhood, then maybe we should talk and you can give me your perspective. <laughs> because when I look at that, I'm like, oh my goodness, that's how it feels. Obviously, Jesus' ministry was so much more intense than mine. But as moms, y'all, we are ministering to our kids. That is our ministry. And, you know, for a while after becoming a mom, I felt so bad because I was like, I can't like just on a whim volunteer at church because I have to take care of my kids. And I can't go to this outreach event because I have to take care of my kids, you know? Um, and I was like, I don't know how to serve and minister while I have kids. I just feel bad. And then I was like, wait, that is my ministry right now. And yes, there are people I come into to contact with. And there are ways I can serve in my church while I have kids, like serving in nursery or like bringing food to a potluck or whatever. But my main ministry right now is to my kids and my husband, whereas before it was to my church and teaching Sunday school and uh, doing worship at church, you know, that that was my ministry previously. And now that I'm a wife and a mom, my ministry is to my family. They are the ones I'm ministering to. So like Christ, I have a ministry to my family and like Christ, it feels like sometimes it just doesn't stop. And it doesn't just feel like way that feel like that. That is the reality. You know, um you wake up at whatever time in the morning. I wake up before my kids do so I can have some time with the Lord. Um sometimes that is a full hour to two hours. Sometimes it's 45 minutes. Um, sometimes it's half an hour. This morning it was zero minutes because I slept in um, so I could feel better today. But from the time your kids wake up, if you have a little tiny baby, it's all night too. You know, you're meeting their needs nonstop. It's like you're up. You need a hug. You need some cuddles. You need a diaper change. You need milk. You need breakfast. Okay, now the breakfast is done. 
you need to play. I'm going to clean the kitchen. Now that cleaning the kitchen is done, it's time for me to play with you and read to you and teach you. And then we're going to make you lunch. And then after lunch, we're going to clean up lunch. And then after lunch, we're going to play together and change diapers. And then I'm going to put you to bed. And while you're in bed, I have a long list of things that need to be done. I need to fold laundry, clean the bathroom, declutter that room, make dinner, get dinner started. I need to dust the house and vacuum the floor and pick up your toys and organize these books and do this and this and this. And then you're awake and I have to give you milk. You'll get it, you know? And if you're a mom, it's like you put your new baby to bed at 7 p.m. They wake up at 9 and you feed them and then you go to bed and then they wake up at 12 and you feed them and soothe them and change their diaper and put them back to bed and then at three o'clock they're up again and you do the same thing again and before you know it it's morning and you're jumping right back into motherhood right there's no stopping and that's how Christ's ministry was he didn't stop everywhere he went he ministered he healed people he spoke truth into their lives he um dispelled lies and um and comforted people and prayed for people it was non-stop and as moms that's our ministry it's a non-stop ministry because friends mom friends especially because you're probably not listening to this if you're not a mom but maybe you are and maybe it'll help you understand those around you who are moms a bit more you may just um let's see you may just like feel like you're just folding laundry over and over again or you're just wiping a nose a thousand times or you know changing a hundred diapers and you're like how is this a ministry i'm just doing these tasks to get through the day because they have to be done how is this a ministry well they're a ministry because through that you're showing the love of the savior when your kids disobey you and you correct them and you remind them that you love them no matter what you're showing them the love of the savior when you feel like you are about to lose your mind and snap and yell and you instead are patient and gentle you are showing them how god loves them with patience and gentleness that is ministry. When your husband gets home from work and you have a hot meal for him, that's ministering to him. That's encouraging him and showing him, hey, I love you. God loves you. Here's something for you to, to sustain you. Um, you know, that's the beauty of the Holy Spirit living inside of us is that he shines through us even in ways we don't think about. And obviously, we're not always gentle and patient and kind. I know I am not. And I know especially this past week, I've had a hard time with that. And I've failed a bunch of times. Nevertheless, the times I am patient and kind and gentle, the love of the Savior and his light shines through me and the Holy Spirit. And I know that. And so it is a ministry. Now that we 
hopefully can agree that motherhood is a ministry in a similar way to Christ's ministry. Let's talk about self-care. And how did Christ do, quote-unquote, self-care? Um, you know, when I've heard about self-care, especially in regards to motherhood, it's like a girl's trip or uh, doing a face mask or going to get your nails done or getting a new hair color or whatever. There's lots of different things that people throw around as self-care. Sitting and reading a book is self-care. And none of these things are inherently bad. Go get your nails done if you can. I wish I could. Let's go get our nails done, you know? Let's have fun, pretty hair. Let's take care of our skin. They're all good things. Let's read books. That's good for our bodies, for our minds, (laughs) for our souls. Those are all good things, but that is not the self-care that you think it is. You know, maybe you'll feel slightly refreshed, you know, after an hour away getting your nails done because we all need a little space from our children at times, but that is not the self-care we need. When you look at the gospel and you see Christ's life, do you see him pampering himself? (laughs) Do you see him... Um, I don't know. What do guys do for self-care? You know, chilling out and playing video games or going to the gym. You know, do you see Jesus doing those things? Obviously not because they didn't have video games back then. But you don't see him doing anything similar to that either. What does he actually do for self-care? When you read the Gospels, you see that Christ does self-care. I don't even like saying Christ does self-care. That does not sound right. The way that Christ refreshed and renewed his spirit in the midst of a nonstop ministry was not by doing pampering or relaxing. What did he do? He went away and prayed. Yeah. When Jesus and the disciples were traveling somewhere, I can't remember the specifics, because I didn't have time to like go and write this all down, but they were on a ship and crossing probably the Sea of Galilee, I'm, I'm assuming. And, you know, he, they had just fed the 5,000 uh, 5, men. Um, and Jesus says, go on the ship. You go on that side. I'm going to stay here, go up on the mountain and pray. Uh, before that, when he went into the desert for 40 days and 40 nights to fast and pray. He went there to renew and refresh his soul right before he died on the cross and was arrested. He didn't go and pamper himself. (laughs) He wasn't like, this is my last night on earth. I'm going to go get my nails done. No, he went into the garden of Gethsemane and he prayed y'all if you think that you're you can't give any more to your family and you are at the end of your rope and you just need to get out and 
go get your nails done and you'll be refreshed and renewed and ready to come back and continue serving and ministering to your family, it's not going to last very long. And guess what? You can't get your nails done every day. You can't uh, get your hair done every day. You can't get a massage every day. Some people, I would argue the majority of moms cannot do any of those things most of the time because they can't afford it. They can't, either they're a single mom and they can't afford uh, the childcare that, we're, that that would require or they're not a single mom and they still, you know, they just can't afford to go get their hair and nails done all the time and get a massage all the time. You know, it's unrealistic to think that those things are going to renew you enough to continue ministering to your family and serving your family. It's just, it's, when you actually think about it, it doesn't make sense. What does actual self-care look like? Um, It looks like coming before the Lord in prayer and talking it out with him and asking for strength praying without ceasing right when you feel like you're at the end of the rope and you you need some self care quote unquote (laughs) don't jump in your car and go get your nails done maybe you need some alone time jump in your car, pray. You can drive while you pray if you want. You can just sit in your driveway. That is the self-care that will actually renew us and refresh us and bolster us up to continue ministering and serving our families. Prayer, saying, Lord, I am so tired. My kid has not stopped whining for a week. I don't know how to keep going. Help me. Help me. Or if you're a mama with a new baby, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to wake up in the morning and continue with my day after sleeping for 45 minutes tonight. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I need your strength, Lord. I need your energy. I need your help. That is the self-care that's going to work. The other aspect of that self-care is meeting with the Lord. Y'all, it is not easy in the early days of motherhood to prioritize meeting with the Lord because you either have a little baby with you all the time or your toddlers and you can't wake up before your kids because you're so tired and you need every ounce of sleep you can find. Um, it's hard, but you need to do it anyway. You need to meet with the Lord in whatever way you can, whether it's throwing on a sermon while you wash the dishes or reading a five-minute devotional. <clears throat> You need to meet with the Lord. That is going to fill you up. The truth will fill you up and renew your mind and bolster you up to continue ministering to your family. Um, For me, that looks like waking up at 5 a.m. 
because if I don't, there's no other time of the day because nap times are for chores and getting the house together and all the other things I need to do. So I wake up at 5 a.m. most mornings and I meet with the Lord. And you guys, at first it was hard, but then I started looking forward to that time and it made makes my day so much better. It doesn't mean there's not fits and there aren't times when I lose my patience, but meeting with the Lord and saying, Lord, teach me today. What do you want to show me today about yourself that's going to bring me encouragement and joy as I go along my day? And praying over your family and your kids in that time, it changes things, you guys. Prayer changes things. The scripture is alive it's real, it's living and active, and it will change your heart and change your perspective on life. That is the self-care you need. Um, another aspect of the self-care thing that I see constantly is the whole you can't pour from an empty cup. And that is just not true. Because if your cup is always full, how can you lean on the Lord? If you have a full cup, you don't need him to fill it up because it's already full. If I have a cup of coffee right here, I don't need more coffee because my cup is already full. If you have a full cup, you don't need the Lord. <laughs> our His strength is made perfect in our weakness. That means we have to have an empty cup. It, we have to have an empty cup. It's necessary for us to have an empty cup. Because what we want to pour out is not from with ourselves, from within ourselves it's not the stuff I have inside me because it is ugliness you know what my first instinct is to be impatient to be frustrated to be angry to be irritated to want to control every minute detail that's what comes from within me and that's what's in my cup but I what I want is to dump my cup out so it's empty so that when I pour from that empty cup out comes God's grace and God's love and God's patience and his joy and his peacefulness not my ugliness so instead of saying I can't pour from an empty cup say I want my cup to be empty so that what's poured out from this cup is God's goodness and God's character I want his strength to be made perfect in my weakness. I don't want my kids to see me because I don't even like me. I don't like what's deep in my heart. I want them to see Jesus and see that Jesus served without stopping and he didn't complain and he didn't put himself first and he didn't, well, he did get angry, but it was righteous anger. Um, that he was patient and merciful and he healed people and he kept giving and giving and giving. That's what I want them to see. I don't want them to see mom's frustration and mom's anger and mom's attitude. So my cup has to be empty 
because I want God to come out of it. If I'm all in that cup, he can't come out of it. (laughs) He can't be poured out. His grace can't be poured out on my kids and my family and my life and my work and my situations and my friends because there's no room for it. So today I challenge you, instead of feeling like you can't pour anymore, look at it as, as an opportunity when you get to the end of your rope that the rest of your rope is the Lord. <laughs> that you're at the end of the rope because he is starting. His rope is starting. Right? Look at it as, you know, pouring yourself out and getting rid of yourself so that he can come out. So that he can be present in your life and that your kids can see him and that your husband can see him and not yourself. That's the empty cup that you want to be pouring out of. Not yourself. Not your own strength. The last thing, I um, unintentionally got pretty riled up there. Last thing I want to talk about is finding um, restoration because I don't like the word self-care anymore. I've used it way too much. I just don't like it. Uh, That's not what we actually want anyway. But finding restoration in those little moments that the world is telling you is not self-care. That's a necessity. That doesn't mean, because if you're like me, the chances you have to go out and do the world's ideal of self-care is rare. Um, You know, I don't go out and get my nails done. I get my hair done once in a while. And I do get my nails done once in a while, but not all the time, you know. Um, you know, cause uh, for a lot of us, that just is not a realistic ideal of self-care, but you can still find restoration in little moments throughout your day. Aside from like reading your Bible and praying, I feel like that is the main source of restoration. I don't feel like that. I know that that is the main source of restoration is prayer and meeting with the Lord, but you can still find dollops of restoration throughout your busy day that keep you going so for me um one of my favorite dollops of restoration I get in my day is at the end of the day while I'm still giving and serving to my serving my family by cleaning up the kitchen after dinner I turn on a show and I kind of shut off my brain for a bit and my husband takes care of the kids and I don't have to worry about them. And I clean my kitchen and watch comedians and cars getting coffee for 30 to 45 minutes, however messy, depending on how messy the kitchen is, you know? And that's a moment of restoration. After dinner and after I clean up, I can go and hang out with my family. And, you know, because I got to shut off my brain a bit and do something a little bit fun for me. Um, Another thing is, like, okay, so showers can be self-care I'm sorry but if you enjoy a good hot shower at the end of your day enjoy it don't stand in the shower and be like this is a necessity this isn't self-care uh if it is self-care to you and it makes you feel refreshed and renewed and restored after you wash off all the goop from life then embrace it um you know if you like reading a book, put a dollop of book in your day. Take 10 minutes and set a timer. 
and give your kids books and say, it's reading time. I'm going to read my book. You read your book and spend time when it's reading. Then when the timer goes off, close your book and maybe you'll feel a little bit refreshed, a little bit renewed, you know, because you had a little bit of time doing something you enjoy. Uh, Going outside is an amazing dollop of refreshment when you can't uh, do the normal world's idea of self-care. Take your kids outside. Give them a bucket of water and some bowls and scoops and sit down and enjoy the sunshine and the fresh air. That can feel so restorative to be outside. Take the throw them in the stroller or the wagon and go for a walk. Go pick wildflowers in your backyard if you have them. You know, there's so many dollops of self-care. And I'm just so sick of seeing everybody say, you need this kind of self-care. It's not accessible to everybody. And it's not the ideal, it's not the right ideal self-care. Um, you know? And maybe this was a really soapboxy um, episode, but I just feel like looking at the Gospels and seeing how motherhood reflects that, it was such a beautiful thing for me. And I really challenge you this week, go and read the Gospel of Matthew because it is so cool to see like oh my gosh Jesus didn't stop and sometimes I don't feel like I stopped moving um but he kept going and when he did stop to get restoration and renewal he turned to prayer and he turned to meeting with the Lord he is the Lord he turned to meeting with his father and we need to be doing the same things um that's that's today's episode And I really hope that you learned something from today and that you're encouraged to rethink self-care and how you approach it and how it has actually quite a a bit of privilege attached to it. Um, I don't want to see anybody who claims they believe and love the Lord um, doing self-care things, searching for renewal before they've prayed and met with the Lord. If, if you feel like you're at the end of your rope and you haven't been praying and meeting with the Lord, do that first and then maybe go out to dinner with a friend afterwards to get some time away from your space. But maybe after you pray and meet with the Lord, you won't need as much space. Those are just my thoughts on self-care. I hope you learned something. Um, and I hope you're encouraged this week to rethink self-care and motherhood. Let's quickly close off this episode with a bit of prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for this day and thank you for um, this platform. Thank you for allowing me to be well enough to record an episode today. Thank you for all the people who tune in and listen, Lord. I pray that above all, this episode 
was encouraging and uplifting and full of truth, Lord. I pray that it glorifies you and you alone, Lord. I pray that um, it points somebody to you today. Father, thank you for all the blessings that you give us. I pray for each and every person who comes across this episode. I pray that you would lift them up, that you would encourage them, that you would draw them close to you, and that they would continue to seek you, Lord. In your name I pray. Amen. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the unfolding podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope it was an encouragement to you. Don't forget to like this episode, subscribe to this podcast and leave a review telling us what you think and what we can improve upon and what we can add in any episodes you would like us to do. It really helps us out. It tells all the platforms, Hey, people like this podcast. Let's Put it out in the world even more. It'd be such, such appreciated. Um, don't forget to follow us on Instagram too, at The Unfolding Co., where you can get weekly and daily encouragement and updates on all the things. You can check out our website in the show notes below to read some blog posts and download a free devotional called Living Fruitfully, a 12-day devotion on the fruit of the Spirit. That's it for us. Go ahead and share this podcast with your friends and we'll see you next time.